Radio. I'm finally your host again, Special Mikey. Along with me is Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And Super Vegan Brian. Hello, Nurse. Morning, guys. How are we all doing today? I am okay. I am painting. I'm doing good. I just saw that movie Get Out. I heard it was really good. It was really good. It was scary. Well, I heard it was like comedy and horror, though. Like It's supposed to have funny parts in it, but it's supposed to be pretty legit. Yeah, that's a good way to to describe it it had some funny parts it had some awkward parts and it had some cringe parts but it was mostly creepy and scary i i described it to someone who asked me as it's not standard horror movie scary it's more like twilight zone scary like the kind of scary that makes you walk away going like and just gives you like like shivers on the back of your spine kind of spooky yeah and had a good twist and it it threw some horror movie tropes on on its head a couple people i know went and seen it in the theaters and they said the end the ending twist has you be like what the hell i know like i'm watching this you know i was watching the previews i'm like what is this about is it like a black guy dating a white girl and they go to like super racist land i, I like i don't understand just trying I, to make them better yeah i don't want to describe it too much to to like ruin any of the surprises it had some social commentary in it and it it was like a lot of it was really hard for me to understand but it got me thinking i want to watch it again that's probably a movie you have to watch a couple times yeah it's supposed to be like having going sitting on the edge of your seat going like what the fuck happened what the fuck happened yeah i never i never want to turn this podcast into three white guys talking about racism (laughs) yeah no me neither watch the movie get educated (laughs) get get woke y'all Three oh white my guys God. on racism. That should totally be a podcast. <laughs> Three white guys on racism. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Three White Guys on Racism podcast. I'm John Wifemeter. Why are they? Why are they rednecks? They could just be guys who because I really want hey, to talk about the importance of racism. I can generalize all I want to, and it would be, what would be better? Three seemingly well-educated white guys talking about racism and how to end it in nice educated english or three guys talking like this talking about the importance of equality between everybody and all because we are all red-blooded people and this is america you know i hate to interrupt this offensive downward spiral but it's an offensive downward spiral (laughs) so we should stop it let's pull out of the tailspin what are we all here to talk about today michael we're here today to talk about basically our all all-time ultimate nerd fantasy like if money was no object like you just won like three lotteries what would be your ultimate fantasy to do three lottery <laughs> hey, there's a guy who won the lottery back to back once you can win one lottery and be set okay oh no that's... i know i'm trying to emphasize money means nothing to you at this well, point that sounds like a great thing to talk about but first <laughs> but first brian we are going to talk about what's nerdy with you our favorite game where your hosts sit down and discuss with each other the nerdiest things they've done in this last week and then we all vote to see who had the nerdiest thing now we don't have a guest this week guys so i actually want to i want to ask you guys who do you think should go first i don't know you're the host fine go first anthony snarky (laughs) okay um some of you out there already know what's the nerdiest thing i did because you watched me do it live i did a live battle report with my girlfriend of warhammer 40k and the video is now on Facebook if you want to watch it. The whole process was to kind of show people how to play 40K via a video of us actually playing it. Because I, I watch a lot of battle reports uh, on YouTube. And that personally helped me learn a lot of the rules because things are a bit different on the tabletop than they are in the book. Like you read the book and the book tells you things and how it works but when you're actually looking at the board it's like oh wow there's there's a lot going on i got some good feedback about that video people people who didn't comment on it or anything watched it and told me they really liked it yeah we might do others yeah you should totally do more i I think like every once in a while though also we should do just like come watch us play board games with the hosts and we'll discuss with you and ask us questions i would love to play board games with you guys live on facebook Maybe at some point, all three of us will be there at the same time. It'd be amazing. Well, before, you know. It's happened once since we started the podcast. 
we're gonna have to make it happen at least once more. Well, there uh, is the on there is the um, online um, board game uh, game. Like Steam sells a thing. I can't remember what it's called right now. Why can't I remember this? But basically, it allows you to play board games online with people. Well, that's cool. So even if, when Brian does make his big move, we can do that. Yeah, it sounds like some big technical thing that Brian has to set up. Maybe it's literally a Steam game, and you download the mods because um, obviously they're not buying the official games. People are making the board game mods, air quotes, to put on into the game. All right. I wonder if they have Talisman. That's a fun one. They do. I know they do. Somebody also made a Warhammer 40k mod for it, too. Well, that's really, you know, I, I liked the live watch. Really. So that was actually a really good one. Brian, you're not going last today. I wrote the outline. I'm going last. I'm <laughs> on it. I can see it in print. I don't want you going last, though. Michael, no. what are you doing? What, what, what am was I your doing? nerdiest thing you did this week? What was, what, was, what was the nerdiest thing I did this week? What was yeah, the what nerdiest, was the nerdiest thing, thing I did this week? What was the nerdiest thing you did this week, Michael? God no, I'm drawing it. a blank. I'm not ignoring you. God damn it. I'll go. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like drawing a blank. I'm like, what did I do that was nerdy? <laughs> uh, this is awesome. I love you guys. Okay, fine. So on Monday, I played Pathfinder for nine hours. Jesus. Yeah, I joined a new home game. We played from one to ten. Um, that is a lot of Pathfinder. Is it a live home game or is it another one over the computer? It's in person, yeah. Nice. That yeah. Well, what lot. are you playing? I got invited to the staff game from the staff at Soko Games and Comics. No way, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah, actually been, super jelly now. Well, they've been trying to get me to play for a long time. And now now that I'm moving at the end of the year, they wanted to get some games in with me before they, before I move. So they want me to play for a while and then run maybe a game or two and then play for a while. What character are you doing? What's your class? I'm playing a bard. No way. Yeah, seventh level female bard who's a fan fiction author for adventurers. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome, actually. That that's actually pretty wicked, and that doesn't surprise me that a bard would write fan fiction for heroes. Yeah, some of the books I've written so far are Too Many Tentacles, a Tale of Two Ropers. <laughs> um, that's no bull, the Minotaur love story. What? <laughs> oh, that's oh my god. Now, now I totally want to do like a bard that goes around doing adventure-based erotica. That's what I'm playing. <laughs> well, you said fan fiction. It it's basically romance novels. Okay, Th- that just made it even cooler. Yeah, um, funnier is what it did. It was a good game. I mean, a lot happened. I mean, so from, we were seventh level. We start from beginning to end. We got an airship. I got my own personal helicopter. I have a troll servant. We're working for a lich now. We're hunting a dragon. And I had a 24-hour sex session with a half-orc barbarian. My God, you have talent, sir. Well, the the half-orc barbarian is the one that has talent. He's the one that lasted the 24 hours. Yeah, no, but no. Brian's going to have some talent, too, because, you know, he was probably able to walk afterwards. That's a good point. Yes, we were LARPing it, so... (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> I guarantee we're just playing it. I just store. imagine Brian pull my hair, pull my hair, <laughs> pull my hair, bitch. So, so Michael, that's why we didn't hear from him at all on Monday. <laughs> so Michael, Michael, did I give you enough time to think? What was the nerdiest thing you did this week? Yeah, I'm just gonna go with my ace in the hole for every month. I recorded our monthly unboxing video for Loot Crate <laughs> every single fucking time. Every single month, I have one in the hole. I am the only one of the three of us. I do the most work on the podcast, and I am the only one of the three of us who never adds a podcast-related thing as my nerdy thing. And you do it every single time you do something for the podcast. Well, because usually I don't. When I do something for the podcast, it's super fucking nerdy. I unbought. I did the unboxing videos. In my mind, are a nerdy are a nerdy thing. And what did you say to me last week? You're not gonna. You don't nerd shame. Don't shame my nerd. Besides, I thought you'd be excitingly happy because uh, I got. I used that tripod that mysteriously showed up at my house. I'm not. I'm not shaming your nerd. I'm, I'm shaming you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, that being said, I vote for Anthony because thank you for doing that stream. That was really cool. A lot of people really liked it. And video uh, seems to be our best content. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm voting for Anthony too because I was I was popping in and out of the str- of the feed of the stream, and anytime I was in there and the comments and everything, it was really fun. And plus, seeing the getting to see them actually use the armies was neat. Uh, you're right, though; it generated a lot of good content. I was also. tempted to not bro- vote for you because you know no minis were broken and nobody. Your girlfriend. The whole time, Brian's in there. Leslie, flip the table. Flip the table. You're super mad. Ruin Anthony's day. And I'm like, please don't flip the table. There's hundreds of dollars worth of stuff on here. My it favorite was thing was when I said, though. burn it down. And you were like, don't burn anything. And I was like, I was talking about the torture minis, the, the flamethrower guys. <laughs> well, see, they don't use flames, though. It's technically sloppy, gloopy, glop of plagues and like rotting body parts. Okay. Oh my god. It's just wide mouth. This guy's got a tank on his back with a wide mouth nozzle. And they're like, don't burn it. He's like, I'm not. And this <laughs> green bile flies out. <laughs> don't and like, burn it. <laughs> and like, hey, like everyone's like, like a half bone hand yeah, or like a whole leg fly out of the nozzle. <laughs> Anthony, who do you vote for? Uh, I'm going to vote for Brian because you know what, Brian? I do appreciate the fact that you do a lot for the podcast and that you never actually talk about the stuff you do for the podcast as your nerdy thing. You deserve I, some praise for that. I did it once, and once was enough. I think I did some kind of edit sesh way early in the podcast. For the those who like deep dive our podcast and are going to correct me, I know I've used a podcast thing for Nerdiest Thing at least once. I imagine somebody with their glasses. Actually, Brian, in episode four... You talked about in our point 30 that <laughs> that was the worst voice for audio ever. Never do that again. I'm totally nerd shaming our nerd audience on our nerd podcast. <laughs> nerd Nazi. Uh, it's terrible. Oh, uh, so do I win. Ha ha ha. Oh, so, yes. You won, Anthony. You won. Uh, not no Anthony. prizes in the mail. I'm better than you. You. I was going to say you win the box of bile and body parts and plague. Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. (laughs) He would be happy about that. He would be so happy. I'm sure that there's some Warhammer tournament somewhere that has a tournament that has a a trophy that looks like that, where it's just like dead bodies. Um, They normally do swords. Most of the like really, really big tournaments give swords out. Oh, fuck, dude. Really? I'm getting good at fucking Warhammer now. I wanna I wanna win me a sword. It's like a trophy sword. Like I don't think you could use it for combat. I'm not gonna try and use it for combat. I just wanna say I want a fucking sword. It's like the swords that Blizzard makes that gives their employees when they get like five year anniversaries and stuff yeah, like that. Things like that. Yeah, which is totally fine. It's still a fucking sword. Michael, hey, what's that sword on the wall for? I killed people with my army. No, it's more like my little plastic man walked up a board and I rolled dice really good. That's not how I'm explaining. It. <laughs> That's not how I'm explaining it. Fuck that. I rolled dice really good. <laughs> That's basically what it is. And the dice showed the numbers that I wanted them to show. So, Michael, please read the thing. <laughs> but I'm re- I strategized and murdered little plastic people, Brian. We heard you the first time. <laughs> I'm a god among men. Shut the fuck up, Michael. Read the thing. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna read this. I'm just gonna read this. I'm not even gonna try and vamp it. As nerds, a lot of things we want to do are expensive, but we wanted to talk more of our, about our nerdy fantasies if money was no object. This topic was suggested by Heather. You know who Heather is. There are two Heathers that listen to the podcast. This is the Heather that's my girlfriend. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, you have to be specific here. <laughs> Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm remiss. That was rude. I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up, Anthony. That's much better. <laughs> much better. <laughs> and, but thanks, and thanks for the topic. And also, if any other listeners would like to submit a topic, feel free to send us a message on Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page or at Nerdcast Radio on Twitter. Because we will we'll catalog it and definitely use it. Because we've used several uh, listener topics. Yeah, this one was submitted a long time ago. We, we keep them in a, in a list. We can't always do them right away because we schedule the podcast way in advance. Yeah, ask our guests. Most of them are waiting to be on for like two or three months before we actually do the episode. Yep. Yeah. So I do, I do have to ask though: did did she ever? Does she ever like like pop on Messenger or call you or anything and be like, "So, uh, you you gonna do my topic this week?" No, she forgot that she submitted it. And um, when I told her we were doing it, she had no recognition whatsoever. And I was like, "It's one of the ones you submitted." And she's like, 
I submitted topics. <laughs> so, yeah. And I had them noted that they were from her. So it was funny. <laughs> nice. Nice. How embarrassing would that have been if she submitted a topic and then you guys broke up? And then you'd be like, well, I guess I got to do this topic of my ex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's sitting there and goes, uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, our topic this week is all about the super fandoms and how they can fight. And oh, God, I miss her so much. <laughs> wow, that got dark. Well, Brian, look who you're <laughs> hanging out with. How do you think it wouldn't? I mean, come on. Well, you know, I think that you guys just don't have any. You haven't thought of anything and you're putting off talking about the topic because Anthony's nope. first and he's the one who distracted it. I thought of plenty. All right. Well, so I, I actually uh, lost the round robin order, so I had to refine it. So I was, you know, I was vamping. Oh, what does vamping mean? Is that when you like basically stretching? Oh, oh, like when you're like putting off the topic. So we're like what I'm doing right now. When, like, yeah, yeah. Basically talk for time. What is your nerd fantasy if money was no object? I would totally buy every like 40K army. <laughs> I would legit buy enough to play with every army. I don't know how many points worth. I'd probably buy multiples of each model that exists. Would you paint them yourself or would you have them painted? If you I would have to. Money? Oh, my God. You can't paint that many. I'd have to hire that out to people. Sweatshop. <laughs> no, just like hire a person for each army and just be like, paint it good. I'm paying you well. <laughs> paint it good. I want to see my face in the paint and paint it good. No, I would not want to see my face in the paint. Because depending on which army it is, if you can see your face, that's way too shiny. That is, yeah, that's true. That would be really like, fucking shiny. Reflective. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, you could you could go crazy at this point And, like, I mean, we're talking unlimited money. So you could just, like, have Warhammer money forged out of gold and, like, pay pay your mini, your mini painters in that. Yeah, like, I'm paying you guys your weight in gold. The, this paint better be fucking amazing. Uh, wow, you're getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> that is way getting ripped off. I, I can expand upon that. Like if you if you have if you have I mean, let's not say that it's like unlimited money. But if you have if you're independently wealthy, you're like crap lottery winner type of money. You could probably commission a professional company like Reaper or something to paint your minis. Yeah. Yeah, I That's, would probably what I do is I would probably go to like a company or like I said, hire a private person for each army. Cause I mean, even one person couldn't paint that much. If you're buying enough to play with every army in the game, that is ridiculous. He purchases a warehouse and just puts all the painters in that warehouse. And he's like, you can all go home when they're painted and nice. Uh, that's illegal. You're still paying them. That's illegal. You're still no, paying them. That's called a sweatshop. Even if you're paying them very well, that's still a sweatshop. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. You, money's no object, which means you have enough money to make other people look away. Are you implying that I'm going to bribe the officials? Yeah, you're a terrible person, Anthony. I'm going to sue you for defamation, sir. That's very, very rude. But yeah, that's my thing. I would I'm just sitting here like, well, beat your like ass. A bunch of 40K models, maybe even some Warhammer Fantasy models. Yeah, why not? Warhammer Fantasy models, too. Do them all. All of them. I'll play all the games. No, what would you do with those models once you have them all painted? I would probably play with a lot of different people. Maybe even like go to a shop. Yeah, like open up my own shop and just be like, everybody can use my my armies. He'll open a model rental shop. <laughs> is there some huge tournament in England? Not that I'm aware. There probably is. Because uh, like that's where Warhammer comes from. There probably is. If there is, though, I haven't looked it up. I know that in America, the biggest one is in Vegas. You know, with unlimited money, you can start your own convention and have like your own tournaments. That'd be really cool, actually. I didn't even think about that. Oh, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> and he doesn't name it something cool like some of the other conventions name. It's literally just Anthony's Warhammer Convention. Yeah, Anthony's 40K Convention. <laughs> That's just what it's called. <laughs> there's, some conventions, there's some conventions out there with pretty lame names. Oh, but, yeah. And I, also, I, you know, and if you want to use the actual term Comic-Con, you're going to get sued. Apparently. Well, I mean, that is their name. That That's a fair point. Well, it's a generic word. It's a generic word, and you the term has existed yeah. before international took it. The big part of the lawsuit is they're they're claiming it, and it's a term that's been used by other conventions uh, dating back to the early '80s. It goes back before the '80s. They were calling yeah, them Comic Cons when comics were new. It's a big battle between Salt Lake City Comic Con and and San Diego Comic Con. Michael, what is your nerd fantasy? <laughs> My nerd fantasy, I think I've just, I know I've talked about it with you guys before, but here it is. 
money was no object, I would open my very own gaming shop. I would actually try and have it set up to where I could actually rent out gaming rooms, like have at least two gaming rooms that you that you rent out either by the hour or or pre-book sessions. So people who have like really tiny apartments or people who don't want to sit on the main floor and have to yell over each other while other people are doing stuff can go in these uh, privately rented rooms and run like any kind of tabletop game that they want that re- that still requires clothes. It still requires clothes. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. That's a sensible fantasy, and I think it's one that a lot of nerds share that we'd like to have our own game store. And the people who actually own game stores are like, you poor, miserable souls. You don't know what you're in for. <laughs> That's why I think I would only do it if money was no object. That way I'm not freaking out about bills. Right? Yeah. Like, because I, I, I've always wanted one to do one because it's the aspect of wor- uh, working for yourself, being able to be around something I'm passionate about. Being able to bring other people in and make them happy. Plus, my other thought is, you know, I know so many of my friends who hate their job or they really need a job. And I would give them a job at the shop and I would actually pay them like really well. I'm like, oh, you you have no job. You got an apartment and a kid you got to take care of. Come here. I'll take care of you. This, this, this. And guess what? Actual health care. And not because I have to. I, so I want to be a like, philanthropist, basically. And then walk out onto the gaming floor and sit down and be like, all right, noobs, just ready to get their fucking hand, asses handed them in this Pokemon <laughs> tournament. You know, you know, if you want to be a philanthropist, rather than opening your own game store, a, a great way to have your fantasy and help people would be to give your to share your unlimited resource with an existing shop that you really like and then just make them your dream store, like let them and, and you would allow them to find their dreams, too. Spread the love, Michael. Well, Spread the love. See, that's the thing. I'm t- that, then at that point, I'm torn between two game shops, and I like I would want to either do it with you know SoCal Games and Comics in Temecula, California, because I love them so much and I love how they handle things. But at the same time, I really like Matthias and his shop down in San Marcos. I went down there. It's a pretty cool shop. And I've seen. I've, I see a lot of his feeds and his new con and his uh. New new release videos that he does on Facebook when he shows the Wednesday the new Wednesday comics the night before, and his shop is really it looks really awesome. I want to go see it in person. Um, he rents offices in the office building next door and he uses them for game room rental. That oh, is nice. awesome. Also, he took my idea. That bastard. That a lot of game shops do that. There's yeah, you're not Guardian. the first one to come up with that idea. Guardian no, I know. Games. I'm just sticking around. Guardian Games in Portland. Uh, there was a bunch of game shops in Portland that had. Yeah. I actually had like, dungeon rooms in the back that you could play. Yeah, I yeah I looked it up and it's just uh, it's for me I I didn't not so much here in California like down here but like in Portland like I remember hearing about one in New York there was a couple in Jersey and Chicago there uh, there's a good few places but yeah there's I not not so much here in California. Mm. Wonder why not California? It's probably just an uh, con- an idea that's not really taken off yet. Or well, there's also probably the money aspect. You know, yeah, it's renting, renting renting stuff in California gets expensive, and hobby shops sadly don't make a lot of money. True. Plus, uh, reserving those rooms and having them sit there—that's a lot of real estate from your shop. That's not making. That's not bringing in active revenue every day. Because I guarantee those rooms probably only get rented out uh, a couple a couple times during the week. Yeah, that would make it extraordinarily difficult to have it work in California. But if you have enough, you know, revenue and capital, you'd be fine. It's all about space, too. Like if if you have a store with like a certain amount of floor space, usually there aren't separate rooms in the back and you have to add them and they have to go through all that. And then you have to find space for them and make sure they pass fire code and you have room for the bathrooms and all that. Yeah, exactly. So during the planning process, it does come become part of a headache. And if he's running this, so running the office spaces across the way, you know, that actually is a really smart idea. And I wonder if he was able to work a deal into his space rent. You might have actually. So because that seems like a really good way to go. So it's like, yeah, you know, if you want to do this, you know, we we got rooms across the way. You can go rent them out for a few hours and play your games, and, and I think that's really awesome. So you all ready for mine? Yes, mine is one I've had for years. You can judge me for not being nerdy all you want, because it's 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 kind of I don't know. And I think it's nerdy because it's weird. Okay, I, I see where you're coming. I used to work at El Pollo Loco. It was my first job. I did everything from cook to cash register to um, to supervisor. I always had this weird fantasy of 
if I ever had unlimited money of buying that El Pollo Loco and then hiring myself on as an employee and not telling everybody, anybody, doing like undercover boss, <laughs> but privately doing undercover boss. Is, yeah. Yeah. That is awesome, dude. Would I you think- ever like reveal yourself and just be like, hey, to everybody you're a dick to quits. me. You're fired. To everybody uh, who quits. No, I don't think so. I think I would just continually work as an employee. I I worry that, you know, it, it's really a fantasy because I'm sure there's some kind of legal reason you can't do it. I think it's a conflict of interest to be your own employee. It, yeah, I think it has to take care of tax. I think it involves taxes. But I don't know. I could ask my grandpa. Yeah, it's a neat it's a neat little fantasy, though, to be able to be like to hear all the gossip and to be able to, you know, listen to people talk about the mysterious owner. Oh my god, that'd be great! Oh, you should spread your own rumors about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hear he has like a dick that goes all the way down to the floor. <laughs> they're sitting there chopping up the chicken, and he just leans and goes, "I heard the guy that owns this place like once fought like twelve guys and beat all their asses." I um, I heard he was born in a mental asylum, and he only sleeps one day a week. <laughs> you're like wait that one's actually true <laughs> I already collects his pee and mason in milk bottles and locks himself in a room for months at a time didn't Howard Hughes do that maybe I don't know but I bet that guy does it too <laughs> wait did Howard Hughes do that yeah he did I, well yeah before he died I didn't know that yeah, he would lock. He would basically lock himself away, away from people. Not cut his hair, his fingernails, toenails. Let them grow really long, and he would pee in milk bottles so he didn't have to leave the room. Oh, and next question: Who's Howard Hughes? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker! Have you ever heard of the Spruce Goose? Nope. It's a Hercules, you dick. We're not going <laughs> into this right now. I'm gonna look this up. Howard Hughes. Okay, go on, guys. So you got that- another one, Anthony? That's all. That's all I got for mine. Um, I, I wonder if this is nerdy or not. I think if I had unlimited money, also if I didn't do the well, I would do the forty k thing. But um, oh man, yeah, no sensible s- plans. No sensible plans. You can't be like, I'm going to pay off my house, going to buy a house. And yeah, pay it's going to be like your car. crazy nerdy like fantasy thing. I would totally want to buy a castle. You want to buy a castle? Wait, no, and then. I mean, like, go to, like, England or Scotland and, like, buy, like, a castle of land and stuff and just be, like, professional LARPing. Just use it for LARPing and, like, 40 and, like, doing D&D and other things. Yeah, I want to get in on you with that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Let's all throw our endless amounts of money together and, and own a castle together. Well, you know, and open we could, a D&D resort. We could make, like, catapults with rubber band ball bombs and and attack each other, nerf catapults and attack each other's castles. Yeah, just, do like say, those rubber band balls are still going to do damage, man. <laughs> nerf probably would too at that scale. That's a, yeah, that's a huge fucking scale. Yeah. But like we get the castle and then we get it set up and it becomes a D and D resort. Like it's a D and D LARP resort. You come in as your favorite adventure adventurer wow. and stay. And then we send you out on adva- on like small adventures. I wouldn't be surprised if that exists. Wouldn't be surprised if that exists. They got the Harry Potter. They have the Harry Potter one. So, and they have the uh, Knights Training Resort weekend. So, so that'd be. I mean, if it doesn't exist yet, we need to jump in on that. But I, that, that leads me into into another one. I want that. I I, I I kind of just thought of it, but I I would really want to do it because I know it would make Nathan Fillion very happy. What's that? I want to buy an island. I I'd buy an island. And build a scale replica of Serenity and invite fans to come and LARP their favorite parts of Serenity and Firefly. Oh, that's that one that Nathan Fillion shared. Yeah, I heard him talking about that. That's cool. Yeah, and then so he wanted, he's like, I want to do that. And I was like, I want to do that too. So I'm, I'm totally wanting to do that. And I, and then he would show up on like the first boat of fans and be like, you're amazing. I'm be like, here's your jacket. Now, Go now, go shoot people, Mal. Yeah, I was just thinking about yours, Anthony. It's like uh, part of my brain literally went to, wow, yeah, unlimited money. I'd be one of the rich elite. Rules wouldn't apply. Fuck LARP. Let's hunt people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, you know how we keep ourselves from feeling bad? 
we paint them green and put and and glue fake tusks in their mouth. I'm like, that wasn't a person. That was an orc. And right before we shoot, they're like, my family's gonna be looking for me. Please, I'm sorry. I won't tell anybody about your death camp murder murder hunt tribe thing. You've made yeah. my jokey dark thing really dark. Still jokey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. So, I'm, do you have I another was, one, Brian? Yeah, I do. Um. I I want to um hire Brad Pitt and Edward Norton and reenact Fight Club. <laughs> They're both standing there, like, what the fuck is going on? Why yeah. do we have to do this, dude? Do you know how much he paid each of us? Yeah, be on the podcast. What's the nerdiest thing you did this week? Brad Pitt beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Edward Norton said we fell down some stairs. <laughs> what was it like? It was fucking magical. Well, actually, I guess the appropriate response would be, what was it like? I'm not supposed to talk about it. But what I can say is, Brad Pitt autographed the tooth that flew out of my mouth. Anthony, do you have video game fantasy? Probably just build a powerful machine, right? I was going to say, like, build, like, a super mega computer. I mean, like, a super mega computer. Like, one of those, like, I would want to be like, make it take up a whole room. And then the next room will have all the wires going into the setup to actually play the computer. So one room looks like a 1950s NASA server room, but with like high power stuff. I envision like you have one of those chairs with the servos. You can play like flight games and the chair will like move in zero grav mode. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Oh, that'd be neat. Or top. Oh, yeah. That one computer chair thing that has the screen that like comes down and you're like splayed out. And one hand's got the got, like the hot keyboard and the other one's got your mouse. Imagine a gaming system like you guys have seen Grandma's Boy, right? Oh, JP's desk. Yeah, yeah JP's desk. And just blast techno. Uh, so uh, <laughs> more like heavy metal, but yeah, you know. you'd like it if you had robot ears. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever been to a virtual world? No. Yeah, no. they. I don't know if they still have them. Um, back in the day, they had these places called virtual world, where it was like the big virtual reality arcade machines and. You could play Mech Warrior, and it would network to the other machines, so you could all be in giant robots with motion-controlled booths and fight each other. Oh, and you're, and you're um, the Mech one, so you'd, and you'd be sitting in one of the chairs, and you'd have the it'd be like you'd have the joystick and the throttle control thing, and yeah. it would move around. Yeah, I, I, think, I played in one of those. I think they had a setup like that at Dave and Buster's, but Virtual World was like a whole room with like twenty of them. Funny story with the Mech Warrior one. I was halfway through my game, and the servos gave out. And the seat just leaned back. And so my mech just kept looking at the sky until I got blown up. Oh, that sucks. I think a fun one, uh, if you're going to do the super mega rig thing, would be totally have one of those, um, have one of those 3D, like, um, 3D um, treadmills. And then have a really awesome uh, VR setup to where I could actually play in the game. And then maybe have, like, speakers set up to where it would have great sound and then have like fans to blow hot or cold air according to the temperature in the game and then maybe something that sprays water or like uh, centers that create scents really like get super immersive one of the most fun experiences i've ever had at a land party was playing the original alien versus predator where everybody played space marines and one person played the alien that sounds so fun because I remember that game. And I'd love to set that up again and just play that game. I'd love to get just a house with a computer in each room. It was at my friend's apartment, my old neighbor's apartment, and there was a computer in each room. And you would get really scared because if you were playing a Marine, you'd hear someone scream in the other room because they just got killed by the alien. Oh, shit. Oh, that would be fucking terrifying. <laughs> That dude, that is intense. That reminds me of a, a land party I went to when I was fresh out of high school. A buddy of mine, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do an all weekend land party for Halo for my birthday." And so it was like three days of, uh, of every single room having people with Xboxes and in, in them, and like two would be like two rooms against two rooms. I miss those days when everyone would carry their towers to other people's houses yep. and set them up in all different rooms, and they had and those straps that you could put on your tower. So you could carry it. I did it in a place in Hammock called Insomniacs. Uh, it was a computer store and people did land parties there. I used to go there. That's when I did all my land stuff. I, yeah, I me and some friends there. would play um, Dota back when Dota was like just a mod for Warcraft. The band I used to work for did band practice there. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. 
yeah, the Insomniacs was cool. I, I loved playing there. I used to play all sorts of different games there. They were expensive. Well, yeah. Gaming places aren't that expensive anymore. I mean, you go in and pay like five bucks and sit for two hours. Oh, that's actually really good. 20 bucks an hour at Insomniacs. Jeez. Yeah, it got kind of costly. I remember one time I was there and there was this guy that was raiding and he uh, in Warcraft and he was just screaming and yelling at people. Oh my god, it was the funniest thing ever. That sounds so fucking funny. The guy is just like, fuck you, you piece of shit, your DPS is shit. I'm like, whoa, bro, you can take it down or not. You can realize you're in public right now and save know, some right? face there, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. Not your friend, pal. I'm not your pal, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. No, no, don't do it again. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up, both of you. (laughs) (laughs) funny the first time. He hates us. (laughs) I do. I don't know why I continue to do it. Anyway, Michael. I have another one. All right. And this is, you guys are really, oh, figures, but I would actually build a gunroom armory. Like, I would actually dig down into my into the ground, and I would have an underground gun room and fill it with all the guns I've wanted to have legally. Did you hear that, NSA? Legally. <laughs> legally. <laughs> and I may or may not put an underground shooting range in there, but that that's for the NSA to never find out and me to know. You just made that public knowledge. I'll never have the money to build it, so. We need to name the NSA agent that listens to our podcast. Yeah. As long as it was Frank. Frank, Frank listens to our hey. podcast. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. How you doing, Frank? I totally don't have a bomb in my house right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like I would do it because there's so many like really cool and interesting guns that I'm like, man, I would love to own that. Look it up. It's like $18,000. Like I want the gun from Quigley Down Under. It is an amazingly piece of a uh, piece of armor of. Uh, weaponry it's a beautiful gun can do some amazing things break your shoulder if you shoot it more than twice jesus why the fuck would you want that well I, i'm kind of exaggerating but it does have a lot of kick because it's chambered in, in 4570 or no 45 110 which is a very strong round like this gun's been known to reach out to almost a mile to hit things and it's just it's a very beautiful Whoa. gun and it, this is and this is a gun that's using 1860s Whoa. 1870s technology and it's just a beautiful gun, and uh, there's a company that makes it, a replica, like exactly how it was in the movie, and it's like $3,500. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck that. Well, there's a gun that just sold on Pawn Stars. It's uh, called a Burra Gun. It's a Nepalese machine gun built in the 1890s. It just sold for $27,000. And I'm guessing they were like... The best I could do is two thousand. Actually, the guy wanted thirty, and he lowballed him at eighteen, and then he he sold it. He sold it to. He actually got him up to like twenty seven. I my my gun fantasy is simple. I just want to fire a dragon fire round once. I'd love to see it. I I saw it on YouTube, but it looked really cool, and I want to do it. They're not legal in California. No, and they're white phosphorus. A lot of the cool stuff isn't legal in California. Well, I wouldn't want to do it in Arizona either, where it is legal because. I'd worry it'd start a fire. You can go to the literal, you can go to parts of Arizona where there's very little to no vegetation and wouldn't have to worry about a fire. Yeah. That, I, that, that just sounds like a really cool thing to just fire a shotgun that emits a giant gout of flame. There's a, there's dudes out in Nevada that loan out that rent out miniguns. Like they take you out to the middle of the desert and they let you shoot off miniguns. You're basically you pay a small fee for the gun rental and then you pay for your ammu- for the ammunition you use. Yeah, I know someone who did that for their bachelor party where they went to the gun range in Vegas and fired the machine gun. What's that like, gun? It's like the it's like the fully auto shotgun. There's the uh, AA-12 and then there's the Sega 12. I think it's the AA 12. Oh, I want to fire that gun cuz it's got like it's got like the cool like uh round barrels like you see on Tommy guns, but they're all shotgun yeah. shells. It's just like yeah, gah, gah, gah. drum barrel. Uh yeah, drum bags. Oh, those things are really cool. Those, so awesome. The way those things are designed, there's like no kickback and it's beautiful. Yeah, just a, has, just a fire one would be amazing. Yeah, I saw a video. It has no kick, and the guy holds it out, a full fucking shotgun, fully automatic, holds out like a pistol. And it's just shooting shotgun shells like one a second i'm like what the yeah, it, fuck it's, it's gorgeous so but i see I got, brian brian yeah i just thought i was thinking about your dragon fire thing and i just see walk in load in a shell boom 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 
Oh, because he's gone. Get it? Because he died. Explosion. <laughs> I think we lost him. I hope we did, because that's the perfect time to get cut off. <laughs> Let's see. Michael, did we lose you? No. Hang on. Can he's you hear me here. now? He's here. Yay. That was My- the time to get cut off. You got cut off right when you said boom. Oh, I probably overloaded the mic and it had to reset. We thought you did a gag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We thought you cut yourself off. Like you blew yourself up with your imagination. (laughs) Call him. Call him now. Make sure he's okay. Boom. So we got enough time for me to share one more and then we'll do feedback. All right, do it. At Gen Con, they have this thing called True Dungeon. Okay. And Gen Con for me has always been like this really really expensive thing i've only gone once and when i did i volunteered so much that you didn't get to enjoy it really i didn't really get to see much of the convention but it was worth it i mean it was a fun experience i don't want to knock that down at all i mean i had a lot of fun at gen con but they have this thing called true dungeon where you actually walk around a dungeon room with a character sheet like a character sheet lanyard there's monsters that can get you throughout the dungeon and you have to like do combat in live action going through this like dungeon rooms well, true dungeon, your character would every time you make it through, you get experience and you level up. So when you go back to Gen Con, you can play it again. And I would love to just spend years just going to Gen Con and playing true dungeon and leveling up my character. That does sound like a lot of fun. I have a so fun. Yeah, I have a lot of fantasies about Gen Con. I mean, the the, the simple one is to just go to Gen go to Con. Gen Con, yeah. And as a as a paying guest and be able to do a lot of stuff and not have to worry about volunteering, not to saying that volunteering isn't good. I, I would oh. do that again. I would volunteer at Gen Con. They need volunteers. Yeah. They um, do. Find but my I way into critical role. Experience. I would love to experience That's what that I was as forgetting. a guest. I've done that at PaizoCon. I've gone to PaizoCon as a guest and it, it's just such a fun experience to be able to get to do everything and not have to worry about putting time in. I've gone to PaizoCon as a tier one volunteer and it's just as fun. It's just a lot more exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only downside I've heard from from a lot of people I talk to that have volunteered at like Gen Con, Pizacon, uh, and stuff like that is that they just come back completely wiped and done, but they've had an amazing time. It you know, there's something about being completely wiped and done that enhances your experience. And there's people that take it to the next level and they get completely wiped and done and drunk. It's not a role-playing convention unless you're wasted. And that has been me at conventions before, before I quit drinking. I have, well, there's no judgment there, Brian, because that actually just sounds like it, like a, a, just a step on the goal to having a good time sometimes. Now, I, had a, I had a guy come up to me, a friend of mine, come up to me at a convention and go, why do you smell like a homeless person? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, it may be the bottle of rum I just drank. <laughs> I would here's like character development. <laughs> uh, I was so drunk. Well, well, what it was, he goes, why do you smell like a homeless person? I go, well, I'm just tanked. And he's like, that's weird. You don't seem drunk. I said, yeah, I probably have a problem because I don't seem drunk when I'm drunk, but I'm really drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good moment of clarity there, Brian. I probably have a, I, I think no, I, I have a problem. <laughs> I've been to con since then without drinking. I've actually, I, I went to my first con without drinking last October. It's just as fun. You don't need alcohol to have a good time. No, I agree. You don't. I, I still drink, but you don't have to drink to have a good time. I've had yeah. plenty of good times and great stories being stone sober. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no. Um, choice to be sober, choice to be drunk. If you have a problem, you should probably get help. Tell yeah, me, guys. completely agree with that 100%. But back to the nerd fantasy, away from the serious topic, being able to have like um, just a whole bunch of fantastic con experiences. So there are cons pretty much every weekend if you want to travel. And I would love to do a year hiatus, like a sabbatical, and do a convention tour where you just go around the country and go to as many as you possibly can. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be great. I I have something fairly similar to that, but... I'm gonna. I want to follow one whole season of NASCAR. Oh, that would be cool yeah. with a with a fifth wheel in a fifth wheel trailer and do and park in the infield of all the racetracks. They're going left. Uh, they're going left. Let me let me just spoil it for you, Michael. They're going to go left. Oh, and then left again. Oh, and then left again. Sometimes they stop to get their tires changed. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, see, I knew I was gonna get shit on for that because it's NASCAR, but I don't care. I like NASCAR. Like any like any sport, it 
it can be nerdy. Is there fantasy NASCAR? Uh, I think there is. I, 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 think, I believe here. I remember hearing about uh, leagues and stuff going off of driver points. I was going to say, how and would that can, work, though? Well, there's well, actually there's race teams. Uh, there's own there's race teams. Okay. Owners yeah. owners will own several cars uh, in in each league, and there are driver stats. There's there's pit there's pit stats. There's uh, lap times and everything, and it all goes into driver. It all goes into race stats and everything. So. It, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a NASCAR fantasy league and it has you build your own drive team. And there there are fantasy leagues where you can mix sports. Like you can have a team with basketball players, baseball players, and football players. What? Yep. How that does that even work? It takes it takes the stats and you earn points based on stats. You can have golf golf players on your baseball team and you use their golf stats. And it tallies all the stats up. Depending on how the different sports go, you get points based on the success of your team members. You that is amazing. We really need to know your sports to get into yeah. that. I don't know the name of the of the league that does it, but I was hearing about it on a podcast once that they're, they they do this thing where you can make you can make mixed sports, fantasy sports. I thought it was kind of neat. That is awesome. That requires so much knowledge, though. Like you have to like. Fantasy sports requires a lot of knowledge in the one sport, but that's a lot of knowledge in a lot of sports. Yeah, well, you have to know how fantasy leagues work too, and not show. And calling back to my joke from last week with Matt Mercer, and not and showing up thinking you're actually going to be playing fantasy football. <laughs> right. I found the video for it and was going to share it to the Facebook page, and then I passed out and went to sleep last Seven, week. Yeah. <laughs> no, like one. No, like that Monday night. I uh, I was like I better find that video I want to f- I want to share it whenever the podcast goes live I was gonna have it set to go and I just totally passed out and then I woke up I lost the video you nope, yeah, Michael you just passed out for a whole week yeah Michael passed out for the whole week and then just woke up this morning that's why it was really hard for me to find my nerdy thing but you know guys we actually have some really good listener feedback for this topic because uh, everybody's got a fantasy of what they could do if money was no object especially towards any kind of nerdy hobby or just general want. Because, you know, it's money. Money, 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 money. So, Brian, why don't you kick this off? Why don't you go ahead and read us a, a listener feedback? So, Vince started us off with, have a whole line of Young Justice spinoff TV shows and one Young Justice Universe animated movie every year. Theater release, not straight to DVD. Oh, I, my gosh. I love where Vince went with this, because none of us thought to do this with our nerd fantasy was to produce movies that we want to see. <laughs> Addendum, make Firefly come back. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Addendum, a good one. They all come back. I pay them what they want. It never gets released to network. It just sits on D- in DVD form for me to enjoy for the rest of my life. You're a dick. I distribute it, but people got to pay. Now we're yeah, that's go- how money works. So Ariel's was, if money is no object, own a castle. Ah, maybe I took her idea. And Ocean Cliff Forest property in Ireland or Scotland, fitted with armory, library, uh, observatory, dungeon, and horses, and teach archaeology of warfare at Oxford or U of Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yep. Or NUI, because I want to, rather than I need to. Oh, and never take another student loan again, so I get as many degrees as I want. Oh, that was another one I wanted to say was to just go to college and just like get a bunch of different degrees. Become a professional student. Oh, that'd be cool. Just actually, like learn. Yeah, I've met people that have actually done that. Like they've gone, they just go to school and they just keep accruing degrees and everything. Like, I don't know how they do it, but like uh, they just keep going to school. They're probably independently wealthy. Or you work in academia. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. I think that's really neat. Kelly said, live at Disney World in Cinderella's Castle and cosplay different Disney characters every day. I love how Kelly went went beyond the realm of possibility like I did. That's fantastic. Live in Disney World at Cinderella's Castle. Actually, no, that's possible. There is a housing track inside the Disney World property where the starting price for the house is $2 million. And your mortgage pays for your annual passes to go to the parks. Like when you drive home, you're on Disney World property, like next, like either within the park range or next to I can't remember which, but and you could go to the park every single day if you wanted. Wow. Uh, Alice H shares meeting and being friends with the actors who played the doctor and companions on Doctor Who. That's sweet. I love that. That's a fun one. 
I like they, that one. They actually just did a charity thing where if you a charity contest where if you donate to the charity, you're entered in a drawing to have breakfast with. Have breakfast doctors. with. Yep, I saw that. That was that was pretty neat. Yeah, I saw it. That was really cool. Was Annie like, said, yeah. "Flying around the world, going to cons, and meeting all my nerdy buddies." That sounds kind of like what Brian wants wants to do. But the, you know that makes sense though, because like, what's the one thing you you want to do is you want to go meet your friends, like especially guys you, you people you meet online and you don't really get to see. Go and like. Brian's got friends in Australia that I'm sure he's like, I want to go see them. And he's one of them. So Brian knows. Brian knows. <laughs> Brian knows. I have a whole set of friends in Australia that I've met at cons that I always feel bad because I'll go to a con in the States and they're always at them. And it's like, God, I want to go to a con in Australia so I can do that, too. That would be really cool. And then go see the continent that wants to kill you. That uh, There's so many scary things in Australia. Like. I'm sure they have beautiful, amazing cons. Like, I don't care if they're giving out like giant gold discs to everybody that like, walks in the door, but <laughs> I'm not going there. They have spiders that eat birds. Yeah, they have. They they have. Um, they also have a thing where natives make up scary things to scare tourists, like like spiders like that eat bear. birds. Prepare like the drop, drop bear. bears. Yep. Get ready I, for the drop bears. I see. Like, I've met people from Australia that are like. It's koalas. They're free, you're fine. They don't exist. And I other people, I'm like, man, they're a real problem. I had to shoot two of them last week. And I'm like, you don't have guns over there anymore. He's like, yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> Leslie shared, I'm pretty boring on what that'd be. I've always wanted to go to attend BlizzCon, but I'd want to be able to have someone make me something modeled after my first character and the tier gear of the raid that was current at the time to enter their costume contest. Hopefully... Though if they were still doing the dance contest, I'd have done that too. Going to various LARP conventions, as many as feasible, out of state would be super fun. Just if nothing else to network and seeing how games run to other states with other storytellers. That would be really cool. When she's talking about, yeah, she's talking about LARPing. Those things are pretty cool. I want to go to a Supernatural convention cosplaying as a gender-bent Abaddon. Huh. But you got to roll up in the Impala still. Well, the the dev, well, Abaddon didn't drive the Impala on the show. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah it fucking matters. It fucking no, matters. It doesn't it fucking matter be- because if you have the money, you buy the fucking Impala. No, it has to be screen accurate, motherfucker. I'm not going to be where drive the Impala if I'm playing a demon on the show unless I'm playing a demon who drive the Impala at some point, like Meg. Like if I cosplayed as a Fine. gender Meg, then maybe I drive better. up in a gender bent Impala. What would a male Impala look like? Probably just change the color. Have it be white instead of black. Yeah. But Meg actually, drew, Meg, Meg actually drove the regular Impala. Yeah, she did. I want yeah, to see you I do a gender-bent Meg, Meg and then go find somebody dressed as a, as a girl cast and be like, and, and then you kiss her and say, I learned that from the Chinese delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to talk anymore for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Anthony, you're up. <laughs> Heather said, "If money was no object, I would go to Disney World Resort and have epic backstage pass tour to Pandora." Have Had- you guys seen the World of Pandora videos? Nope. Yeah, I have. Holy shit, they put money into that. Have you seen how smooth the animatronics work for the river ride? Yeah, they, it really looks like there's not V on the ride. Anthony, do you know what Pandora is? Is that the planet from um, Avatar? Yes. Blue, Poca- huh. Blue Pocahontas. Nah, that movie was okay, I guess. It, it, I, I thought Blue Fern Gully. That works really well, too, actually. Yeah, I, I remember thinking, like, this is exactly the Fern Gully storyline. Yeah. It even I, had the mashers, the, the forest mashers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I was like, hey, it's Pocahontas, but with blue aliens. Like, yeah. I haven't seen Fern Gully, so. Got oh, bro. <laughs> Tim Curry plays a smog monster. Dancing with space wolves. Leslie's giving me, like, shame. Shame. She's all <laughs> shaming me. I wish she could hear us because I'd be like, beat him. Beat him with an inch of his life. Well, South Park made that joke. Um, they they made fun of Avatar and they called it um, Dances with Smurfs. Dances and with Smurfs. <laughs> our, our, last, our last one is our Let favorite. Let me read it. Michael, why don't you take this one? Theobald III, I love saying his name, said, If money was no object, I would get a few costumes done and tour the con circuit, cosplay, and several things. That and the entire side of the house I'd buy being devoted to gaming, dedicated table, and with a screen built in into it for maps and the works. You know, that's actually one thing that's cool about this, this game that I played on Monday 
is he has a dedicated gaming room. He has all the cool stuff. He has a plywood board that he can put on blocks on the table and put LED lights under it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And he has all the Hertz Arts minis made, all the Hertz Arts terrain made for the game so he can make dungeons. I'd like to get all the Dwarven Forge sets they have now. The the big 3D Dwarven Forge sets that you can like basically click together and make towns and whole dungeons and they have sidewalls and everything. I think Hertz Arts is better. Really? I, I kind of put them on the same tier. Yeah? I, yeah. I think just being more accessible and easier to make makes them better. True. Yeah, I can get, I, I'll give you that. I, I just like the some of the detail that Dwarven Forge makes. This make. is the part of the show where we describe a movie badly for Anthony, and we didn't prepare one in advance. Let's see, what are some iconic movies from the 80s that we've, or 80s or 90s that we've seen? Well, uh, I Anthony, just say I haven't seen Fern Gully. No, there was one earlier in the episode that he said he had never seen, and we were like, what? I didn't know about What's-His-Face. Have you ever seen Evil Dead? Uh, or Evil Dead 2? trying to remember. I think or I've Army of Darkness? I don't think I've seen it. No. Uh, Evil I, Dead 2? I know he has the I know he has the chainsaw arm. Okay. Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Um you want to do the honors start off Michael? Actually I want you to cuz Okay. So I Evil like Dead you 2. Start. Um there so um Evil Dead 2 starts off with um a guy named Ash played by Bruce Campbell and all like his sister and his girlfriend and stuff they're all like Actually, no, Evil Dead 2 starts off. So this is good for describing it badly because I'm confusing Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. So Ash and his girlfriend are driving um, down a country road and they end up at a cabin in the woods. And the cabin looks super evil and scary. Then they go in the cabin. Um, his girlfriend his girlfriend gets possessed by a demon. Ash needs to cut her head off. Then his hand gets possessed and he has a big epic fight with his hand before he cuts it off with a chainsaw. Uh <laughs> Then, then a bunch of a bunch of people show up at the house. Pick it up, Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he he like basically goes insane and starts shooting things randomly, and people show up, and then they think he's a murderer, and so they start killing things, and they have no idea like what kind of dead evil things that are there. And like Brian said, he cuts his hand off, and then when it's just him and this one girl left, he goes in. He goes into the woodshed. And he takes the chainsaw and he somehow makes a cuff on the end of it and puts it on his hand and makes a chainsaw hand. Well, you also have to include that at one point an eye gets kicked out of the head of a demon and goes flying across the room and ends up in a girl's mouth. Yeah, and, right into her mouth. And the blonde guy from QVC is there. That is the blonde guy from QVC. The blonde guy from QVC is there and he gets possessed by a demon. He floats up in the air all creepy. And yeah. then Ted Raimi wears a fat suit. And floats up in the air all creepy as a giant witch. And then changes into like a snake giant witch. And then yeah. then they have a whole... Um, they, they cast a spell. And a big giant scary demon comes in the room with patriotic blood. Because when they cut it, red, white, blue, and black blood comes out of it. Yep. It's racially diverse blood, too. Yeah. And, and um, then him, ahead. his Delta 88, and, and the book gets sucked into the this giant portal and he wakes up in ancient Sumeria. Still want to see it? We lost him. Or he forgot that he's muted. I've wanted to see the Evil Dead movies for a while. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, I totally would want to watch it. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I really think you would enjoy them and so So I have to get going. Because I have a tool concert to get ready for and go to. Let me, I'm going to the big tool concert in San Bernardino. So anybody, anything they got, anybody got anything they need to share real quick? That's my thing. I'm going to go see tool. I'm going to Disneyland on Monday. I'm going to be painting dudes. Cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. The mental picture was for me too. With just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're little oh. dudes. I'm painting um, little dudes. I actually have to go. Brian, could you do the closeout? Sure. So if right. you want to reach us, right, love you guys. Bye. I'm going to wait for the beep beep. All right. If you want to reach us at Nerd Podcast Radio, you can do that on the Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, or you could email us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. Anthony um, doesn't have an email address associated with the podcast. Um, if you want to reach us on Twitter, you can do that at, at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, or at Nerdcast Radio. Please leave us feedback on whatever plot podcast platform you listen to. I can't talk right now. Goodness gracious. 
thank you for listening to our podcast today. We had a lot of fun talking about our nerdy fantasies. There were so many good ones. I love the idea of having a castle with LARPing. I would love to do that myself. There are so many more that I could probably think of to share. So at some point in the future, we'll probably do this again. If you weren't able to send us feedback, please do that on our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page or send it to us on Twitter. And if you have a topic to suggest, same place, do the same or send us an email. We don't have a voicemail yet, but if you have the capability of sending us an MP3, we can put that on the podcast if you want to send us a voice message. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. Say goodbye, Anthony. Um, Brian, cut him off. Bye.